Boraway Army and fellow music fans, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and we're the hosts of Standing BTS from the Consequence Podcast Network. We're a bi-weekly show that covers the impact and legacy of K-pop group BTS. We mix the perfect blend of research and fangirl as we take a deep dive into lyrics during album reviews, theorize over music videos, and keep up with their current events. No BTS topic is off limits. We welcome everyone into the conversation, whether you're a casual fan, committed ARMY, or someone who's just curious about one of the biggest music groups in the world. Come chat with us every other Thursday with a new episode wherever podcasts are found. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm Allie Klebus. And today it is the day we've all been waiting for, Swifty Confessions, second edition. Second edition. The day has finally arrived. Yeah, we got a lot of submissions. So thank y'all so much for calling the hotline, for emailing us, for replying to our stories. Couldn't do it without you. Nope, not at all. And a lot of these we haven't even fully read or listened to yet. So we're going to be along for the ride with you. Yeah. Why don't we get started with our very first one? Oh my God, I'm so excited. Hey, my name is Bree, and my Swifty confession goes back to my very first Swift interaction with her music when she had a listen to Teardrops on my guitar. Um, I was in high school. I was a junior in high school, around the same age as she was at the time, and I was just going through my breakup, my very first breakup, and I made a YouTube video. I'm an artist. I'll back up and say that. I made a YouTube video with all of my art and to her music, two teardrops on my guitar, and called it Teardrops on All My Art. And it featured art that I had made of me and my first love and our breakup. And then when Taylor was singing the lyrics to the other girl and, and about Drew, I would flash photos of my ex and his new girlfriend that he was dating that he broke up with me for. And it was on YouTube, but back then it wasn't too, like, uh, didn't get so much attention, but it did eventually get around to the ex-girlfriend and the other kids in high school, and uh, that was that was uh, that was an interesting time. But um, yeah, that was me making art back when Taylor started making art, and still doing that today. Um, I sell a lot of Taylor Swift art, actually. If you want to check out my Instagram, um, I do illustrations and stickers and all kinds of Swifty stuff. But uh, yeah, we've been I've been there with from day one with her and um, making uh, over the top dramatic, amazing uh, art that uh, uh, we didn't care for the world to see. I wish I could still find that video, but it was called Teardrops on All My Art to the to the music of Teardrops on My Guitar. Um, I love your guys' podcast. I can't wait to hear all the other confessions. Bye. Wow. Okay. So to recap, she was putting photos of her ex and his new girlfriend that he was currently dating in YouTube videos, like putting like putting them on blast. Honestly, I am so here for it. Yeah. I mean, someone had to. Brie, who was your target <laughs> audience? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I love it though. 
yeah, like maybe this was before a time when, you know, people really used YouTube. Maybe she thought literally no one would see it. I don't know how. It's the internet. But yeah, maybe this is yeah. before that was YouTube was as popular as it was today. I don't know. Brie, I respect the game. Yeah. <laughs> you do you, girl. Brie, I love we it. have to see this video. No. What we need is a re-recording of teardrops on all of my art to fit taylor's re-recording of the ts album i'm calling it now i need it i need to see it brie we'll promote it on g5 that would be so cute like like the growth of both of y'all of everyone involved the growth here i love it yes spread those wings and fly and you could have like little captions of like this girlfriend later became a PR assistant. Uh, great idea. Um, this ex-boyfriend was later arrested for public intox. Oh, we hate to see it. You know, just a little update. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But anyway, um, Brie, we would love to shout out your art, especially if there's some Swifty art. So please comment your art Instagram handle or any account handle that you want to share on the social media post for this episode so we can give you a shout out. And thank you so much for sending in your sort of confession like this is definitely the perfect one to kick this episode off right so juicy i love it <laughs> well let's see who's next hey Jifa. um this is mk and um i have a few confessions for you my first confession is that I did not believe Hitler was real real for the longest time because I was so delusionally, madly in love with Harry Styles um, that I refused to believe that it could have been real um, because obviously he's in love with me. So that was so obviously a pure stunt. Um, and then I heard 1989 and I was like, oh, I don't think she could have like done what she did with that album if that was all fake. Um, so... That one was debunked. Uh, and then my second confession is that I did purchase a, well, I guess it's more of like a One Direction confession about the necklace. Okay. We're going to scratch that one too. Because, yeah, that's more of like a One Direction thing is that like I bought the paper airplane necklace for Harry Styles. But then when people started asking me in high school what I was wearing, why I was wearing that, I would tell them it's because Taylor Swift wore it, because somehow that's, like, less embarrassing, I guess, to, like, Taylor Swift in One Direction. And so I would tell them that Taylor Swift wore it, even though she did, she was just wearing it because she got it from Harry Styles. Okay, but my third confession that no one has ever heard is that, um, and I pulled it up, in 2014, um, on August 20th, to be exact, I tweeted... I was praying for new Taylor Swift music, but now that I've heard Shake It Off, I wish she would have just kept that one to herself. <laughs> With, like, a disgusted face emoji, which is so mean, first of all, because I was such a Swifty, but it was definitely during that time where she was, like, dating Harry, I think, or recently after, and I was just, I felt hurt by her, um, to be honest, so... I was mean, and 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 I really didn't like it at first. I remember not liking it, probably just because it was so genre like bending and so different from Red that I was a little shook at first. Um, 
But that was really mean. And now I love Shake It Off. So I should probably delete the tweet. So I'm really sorry, Taylor. I should never have spewed hate about you or Shake It Off or 1989. And I apologize. And I think I'm going to go delete the tweet now. But that's my confession. Wow. That took me back. I feel like I was there when MK tweeted that. Like, I'm, who knows if I actually was, but I, I feel like I was. And I was like, yeah, tweet it, girly. Because I felt the same. The truth comes out. About Shake It Off. I did not like it at first. I agreed. It was so different from Red. And then after a few dozen listens, I became obsessed with it. As we do. And for my Swifty confession for this episode, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I know for sure I've definitely at least told Allie. Um, in college, like the early years when I was really struggling, I would listen to Shake It Off and sob. What? Why? Like, full, like just like, like, I stay out too late. And I'm like, like tears streaming down my face because it was like so cathartic for me to like hear Taylor say like, just shake it off. Like, keep going forward. It's going to be fine. Like keep grooving can't stop won't stop moving and i was like yes girly oh my god yeah (laughs) wow i mean whatever does it for you yeah it's comforting in a way you never would have expected yeah (laughs) and you just gotta shake you know what like i feel that but if i'm being honest and i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but when shake it off came out i was on my taylor swift hiatus and i didn't know that shake it off or like i didn't even know of the existence of shake it off but i especially didn't know that shake it off was a taylor swift song for like way too long but honestly i kind of get that because like shake it off gives me the kind of release now now that i'm no longer on my taylor swift hiatus frankly i'm at the opposite with the podcast but shake it off gives me the same kind of release as like i forgot that you existed and it was so different from red true that's probably why i didn't recognize it if you weren't keeping up with taylor if you heard that you wouldn't immediately know like oh that sounds like a taylor swift song yeah no way you know and i definitely probably heard the shake it off like at least at like a basketball game or something and i probably was just i'm a very oblivious person as it Mm -hmm. is but that is probably one of the biggest moments of oblivion in my life not recognizing that as a taylor swift song that song is played everywhere because i make them play it true (laughs) Good point. Let's head into our next voicemail. Cheston, take it away. Hey, y'all. It's Cheston. Um, I just wanted to start off by saying uh, happy birthday, Allie. Thank you, You Cheston. are a quarter of the way to 100. Congratulations. Thank you for reminding me. Um, it's been downhill since 21, but you already <laughs> knew that. Um, anyways, happy birthday. Have a great birthday. Um, my confession going to take some people um, a little off guard probably but don't freak out I my confession is that one of it pains me to say like hated but one of okay one of the most least liked Taylor songs um, Taylor singles for that matter I think is one of her most important and most influential drum roll Um, I think that the single Me was one of Taylor's most important markers um, in her 
songwriting history. Um, let me explain. You have to think about the fact that the me music video um, started the lover era. Um, and you have to think about how that music video started with a snake slithering and exploding into butterflies. To me, this is way deeper than a snake exploding into butterflies. Um, I've always looked at reputation as like her, her like chrysalis moment where she's transforming and is becoming who we know her to be, um, coming into herself, realizing who she is. Um, everybody knows that, um, pressure, um, and hard times make diamonds. Um, they transform things. Um, Taylor was in her transformative period, um, during her reputation era. Um, and I think that me being the first thing that we saw, um, after that era is vastly, vastly, vastly important. Um, you know, her snake, her bad side exploded into these butterflies, um, kind of, it's like she came out of a sleep to be herself or not necessarily asleep, but her transformative era. Um, and then think about what me is about. Um, especially in Miss Americana, she talks about how it just stands for everything that's her. Um, and yes, yes, yes. Like it lacks depth. It lacks like all of those lyrical properties that we love about Taylor. Um, but I think the depth come for me comes from what it represents and when it was put out there. Um, and it's all about Taylor. It's all about who she wants to be and who she actually is. Um, we all know Taylor's not the bad guy. She's not the mean girl. Um, so to me, that marked the moment where she was like, look, this is me. This is, this is who I am. You know, that's not who it was. Um, and I've transformed. So yeah, um, I'm here to put some respect on me. So that's my confession. Sorry it took so long. That's embarrassing. G fall out and go Tigers. <laughs> Thank you, Shustin, for your Swifty confession. I liked that. Yeah, I really love that. I think it's totally true. I think me was really important and the music video is so iconic too, especially when you just break it down. Well, and honestly, watching Miss Americana and seeing how excited Taylor was about mm -hmm. me and she even goes like, this is going to be the lead single. Like she is so excited mm -hmm. about me. So it kind of breaks my heart that so many people, you know, I mean, us included, we've talked about it a lot on this yeah. podcast, but like she was so excited about it. <laughs> and yeah, well, I think it's okay to not love everything she does but also yeah. like highly respect it you know yeah and if she wants to release that as her lead single because it has meaning and she really likes it like she's taylor swift she can do that she yeah can she can do whatever she wants. wants and i kind of i liked i never really thought of it that way with you know it being such a transformative um moment for her i like that he mentioned that and like having that come out and like this is who I really am. I never thought of it that way. Like, cause it really is. It's just me exclamation point. So it's like, she came out of this really dark place and then she was herself again. And she was like, this is me now. I just think I never thought of it that way. And that yeah. really is sweet. You know? 
it's like the polar opposite of reputation's theme so that video on that song like marks the end of that dark era to like this really light and happy and like sparkly and butterfly era yeah no it definitely does and like i think everyone knew throughout the reputation era like she absolutely sold it and was like so badass but like everyone knew like she's not really like this like dark person Mm -hmm. who's gonna you know wear dark makeup and clothes on stage all the time like that's just Mm -hmm. never been her and i think that's kind of like obvious but it's a very fun era because it is so different from everything else Mm -hmm. god i wish we could go back (laughs) i know isn't it crazy that that's the last era we've all seen excluding those who got to see her at lover in paris or whatever that's called like everyone else like we all last saw her in that really dark era that is crazy, especially because of how many albums have come out since that point. Uh, yeah, how many? Um, Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Fearless, and Red. Possibly 1989, so that's like six. We never know. At least five. Yeah, at least five. Like, I... Well, and then maybe that's another reason why, like, personally for me, I've held on so tightly to Reputation. I mean, I just love Reputation in general because I love that kind of music. It's it's like feel good music to me. It's just like, to me, it's almost like listening to shake it off to make yourself feel better. Like I'll listen to reputation to make myself feel better. or Like, you know, things like that, um, to give you strength, you know? Um, but maybe that's partially why like reputation is so beloved because it was the last time we saw her in person. Also the last really good merch, which I'm still upset about the white hoodie. Yeah. I really I should have balled out. I should have swiped that credit card. I I don't care how much interest I would have paid. It would have been uh, worth it. I know. Like cuz you you just never can get it back. Oh my god. I would <laughs> literally sell my left arm for that white <laughs> sweatshirt. Yes. I would wear it everywhere. Oh my god. I need it. Okay. Let that be a lesson to you that if you see merch that you like, you buy it. Just buy it. Yeah, buy just it do right it. then. It's and not there. gonna come back. <laughs> Imagine if like we hadn't bought the cardigan, you know? We probably oh, I would be day... devastated. Yeah, like one day down the road, it would just feel horrible. Yeah, because it has not come back. Yeah. I think I mean maybe one day because they brought back the lover stuff randomly that one day, you know, yeah. and I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. Where y'all, where y'all keeping this in stock? <laughs> yeah, I wish she would do more. Okay, we're getting off topic, but like how she did Stella McCartney lover stuff. Like, I want to see more of that in the future. We need that high yeah. quality merch, but also like in budget. Maybe yeah. like Taylor for Target. <laughs> Taylor for Target would be amazing. Hey, she did Lily that with nineteen eighty nine. Oh, is that? Did she have merch? She had my uh, this year. <laughs> she had a uh, at least a T shirt sold at Target. It was of the Polaroid. I think she had some glasses too some other like little merch things that like were with the album displays when it came out oh my god i do you remember okay last off topic thing but the like the red era commercials for target i think that's like when i really started to associate taylor with target was during the red era but it was just so perfect yes Uh, taylor bring some merch back to target okay we miss you yeah we miss you I want to feel I'll, the merch. I'll have to I fight buy. people off in Atlanta to get it, but I will for you at the Midtown Target. 
Yeah, I guess that she did just do the Urban Outfitters haul, like a, but it was yeah. apparently it was only like three different Urban Outfitters. I thought it was like every Urban Outfitters, like in the yeah, world. Yeah, it was disappointing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's like you either have Urban Outfitters things or you don't. I guess you could buy yeah. them online, but I didn't realize that it was only in like three of the stores or something. And low I think like it's that. sold out like instantly too, which is a major bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Should we go on to our next confession? Yeah, we have a confession from Brittany. So she sent us three confessions. Nice. Let's start with number one. Hot take. I love the movie Valentine's Day and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, it's like so cheesy, but it's it's good. It's it's good cheesy. It's feel good. You just can't go wrong with it. It has Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. And no, Taylor Swift is not defined by her boyfriends, but like that's pretty fun. Having them yes, and it has has the funny dance scene with her. Oh, oh so- yeah. She nailed it. Okay, so number two, she says, I'm not that well-versed on her unreleased songs slash songs that aren't on her nine albums. Ronan, in particular, I've never listened to, and I'm scared to listen to it because I think it's going to make me lose it. Am I ready for Red TV? You are not. No one is. Oh, God. No yeah. one is prepared. It's going to break us all. Ten minutes of all too well. Alone. Oh. Plus, Ronan, I have to be honest, like, I don't really listen to the song Ronan either. You know, like, I think when I listen to it, I mean, I've heard it, of course. Yeah. But, like, it's not, like, one that I listen to a lot. Um, I did see, like, the thing on Twitter about Ronan's mom, like, posting about it. Like, Taylor had, mm-hmm. they had some kind of exchange, and I was like, oh, God, yeah, I'm gonna lose it with you. Yeah, I, that, that might be a song that I listen to when I listen to the album first, you know, whenever yeah. I'm listening to it, like, all the way through, and I probably won't revisit, because, yeah. like, I just, I can't listen to things about cancer. Like, yeah. soon you'll get better, Ronan. Even, yeah. like, Marjorie, like, songs like that, there's, it's just too much for my little heart. Did you know there's a song, I saw it randomly on, like, a Twitter thread, that Taylor wrote when she was super young about 9-11? I saw that. Yeah, I listened to it, and I really liked it. Like, I, thought I, I saw the tweet, but I didn't listen to it. What was it like? Um, It was not, like, entirely clear to me, like, from the majority of the song that it was about 9-11, but mm-hmm. it was... But it, it definitely was, because I think at some points she really makes, like, very clear mm-hmm. associations between the day. Um, I want to say it was something like, he didn't know or she didn't know. It was, like, very um, setting the moment, you know, of, like, the day, mm. you know, of an individual going into the day and through the day. That's, I mean, I only listened to it, like, once or twice, so that's, like, my, yeah. my memory of it at this point. Um. But I thought, like, the melody was really good. Like, I, I mean, don't ask me to sing it. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just remember liking it. Um, I was like, oh, she should release it. But I don't know. Yeah. A lot, like, I think the, like, article had talked about how, you know, she wasn't afraid to, like, tackle the straight-on emotions of the day. Mm-hmm. Which, That's that so is our sweet. Taylor. That is yeah. our Taylor. Yeah. So let's get to her third Swifty confession. Mm-hmm. Starts off with a question. Have you ever heard of the theory of tolerate it being from a dog's perspective? I literally laugh out loud every time I think about it. And most recently have gone down this rabbit hole of theorizing that it's from the perspective of the dog Nana from Peter Pan. 
Y'all know I'm familiar with Peter Pan. I've mentioned Peter Pan many times on this podcast. Continuing. The dog slash maid singing about Mr. Darling, a.k.a. Wendy, Michael, and John's dad. This is the wildest theory I've ever created in my head about a song before. I have not heard that theory. (laughs) I I have no words. Now I have to, like, look up the lyrics to tolerate it. That's actually one that I don't listen to a lot. That one's tough. Yeah, like, that one's really sad to me. So, I I mean, it's not that I don't like it, but I just can't listen to, like, I don't put it on. But a lot of those yes. songs are sad that I can listen to easier than tolerate <laughs> it. I'm trying to pull up the lyrics now because I feel like that's going to be fun, funny. I mean, it makes sense to me. I, like, the cartoon, like, abuses the dog. They're so mean to her. Well, the, the dad is so mean to her. Like, they lock her outside. They, like, yell at her. They make her scramble away. Aww. It's heartbreaking. Okay, yeah, and just from the first line, I sit and watch you reading with your head low. I wake and watch you breathing with your eyes closed. Yeah, my dog definitely wakes before I'm awake. <laughs> watches me breathing with my eyes closed. <laughs> it's kind of... I wait by the door like I'm just a kid. <laughs> oh... Poor Nana. Aww. Lay the table with the fancy shit. I don't know if that line works. Well, she would clean up like their toys and stuff, so. True. Aw. I greet you with the battle heroes. Welcome. Because <laughs> she's been working all day taking care of their goddamn kids. Aww. Hire real help, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Don't I get your love dog this. take care of them. <laughs> anyway. Brittany, I love this theory. It is so funny. And also, thank you for your Swifty confession. Our next confession comes from Mindy. Mindy says, quote, G-Faw Nation, my Swifty confession is that I hate the song 15. Cressy, I don't know if you're going to like this one. (laughs) Um, I have no real reason other than I thought Abigail was dumb for falling for that boy. I want to know what this girl's sign is. Um, I'm not sure if I've shared my Taylor Swift history with you before, but I have been a day one fan. I am 31 years old, born seven months after Taylor, which seven is to me what 13 is to Taylor. My birthday is 7-7. I got Taylor, oh, she's a cancer. I got Taylor's debut album for Christmas in 2006. Long story short, her albums have been basically a timeline of my life. I was going through a big breakup when Red was released and 22 years old at the time. I went to New York for the first time in 2014, which was 1989. Lover came out the summer me and my boyfriend had been together for three summers, but that's my long story short version. Okay, thanks for reading my bio. Oops. Love y'all, Mindy. End quote. Thanks, Mindy. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was really wholesome. I think that's like really special to be that close in age to Taylor and have her just barely older than you, so it's like perfect for the album cycle. (laughs) yeah it's perfect for the rollout (laughs) yeah like you have the best situation possible yeah i would totally match up my like my eras you know i would totally like trying to match up with hers so that's really fun and i think it's cool because like i don't know it'd be interesting to like i don't have a singer who's like my age exactly that i'm like obsessed with you know yeah i don't know they're 
There was someone who I was like, oh, wow, you're close. I want to say Selena, but I think Selena's even older than us. No, she's definitely older than us. I think she, isn't she like 27? Yeah, I, I mean, she, she's. Didn't she just turn 29 or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she, well, wait, now we're looking up how old is Selena Gomez. <laughs> there was someone, yeah, she's 29, so she's my sister's age. Yeah, like, I feel like we don't really have someone who's straight up our age, you know, 25 or 24 right now, who, like, we got to, like, grow up with, you know, and Taylor was young when she was famous, so, like, you really had Taylor through your whole life. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is special. I want, I want that. Can I have that back? (laughs) That's too late. We've already grown. (laughs) My, um, my best friend, (laughs) my best friend Sam, who lives in Boston, well, Rhode Island now, said that her, um, her and her boyfriend had been together three summers when Lover came out, too. And I remember her saying that, so it's just funny to see it again now, you know. Yeah. I love you three summers now, honey. I, I don't know. I think that's cute. I think my version of Taylor Swift of something that I grew up with and I returned to, other than Taylor Swift, dramatic pause, Okay. Might be Neopets. <laughs> Neopets? I check up on them. Like, every couple of months, I, I like, my account is, like, a thousand years old. <laughs> Do, wait, does she still check on hers? Who? Taylor. I don't know if she has Neopets. Oh, wait. So this is totally not Taylor related. I was thinking of something that wasn't Taylor that, like, I grew up with and I, like, oh. keep up with. Oh, that's, like, yeah. still persistent. Neopets. Yeah, that I still think about from time to time. And oh I think mine would be Neopets, and I'm freaking pissed that Adobe shut down Flash because I can't play any of my games anymore. Oh my god! I was trying to actually, I, I had a similar thought today. I'm not even joking. Um, I was listening to Mamma Mia on my walk, and I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. I've really liked Mamma Mia since I was like nine. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's it's a lifer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it." What era do you think you related, like, in the moment that Taylor was in the era, what era did you, like, relate with the most at that exact time? Like, that the era was persistent. Um, I, this is going to be, like, a cop-out answer since 1989 is my favorite era. But I feel like that album to Taylor was symbolizing, like, big changes for her. Like, her moving yeah. to New York, her, her going from pop, her going to pop from country. And for me, that was, it came out. My senior year of, of high school, then I graduated. That's when everything was charting. That's when all the music videos were coming out was when I was a freshman in college. Yeah. So it was like moving away from home for the first time, like kind of being adult for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I resonated with that theme of the album of like, like just newness, like shininess. And yeah. Yeah. Cute. I'm trying to think of mine. Originally, I was going to say red because I mm-hmm. would, I too, like Mindy went through a breakup during red era Mm -hmm. some of us are very lucky that when we go through bad breakups i'm running out of time y'all i am running out of time y'all won't send me a right invite and i don't know what i did to y'all to deserve this i know go on sorry to interrupt but i like i was trying to think like i really related with fearless but she was so much older than me like i wasn't although when 15 came out she was older than 15 she was like 18 or 19 but Mm -hmm. i remember like the themes in 15 were really, like, things that you really heard, like, going into mm-hmm. high school. Like, I think I was, like, 
older middle school, young high school. So I was about to enter that age. And like when she was singing, when you're 15 and someone tells you they love you, you're going to believe it. Like, that's like what my mom and my dad, my stepdad would say to me like all the time <laughs> before going into like, yeah. co- like college, before going into high school. So I like that was like, OK, that hits home, Taylor. OK. I remember turning 15 and being like, wow, now I extra relate to the song 15. I like how we've turned this into talk about us liking 15 when she starts it out saying my <laughs> Swifty confession is that I hate the song 15. Sorry, Mindy. Sorry, okay, Mindy. Let's move on to our next Swifty confession from Michael. Let's hear All it. right. This starts off with. Disclaimer, I'm a business major, so I apologize to Cressy for the grammar issues. <laughs> I'm happy LOL. that you're the one reading this. <laughs> Michael, I'm going to send this back to you with red lines slashed <laughs> up through it. Just kidding. It's been a long day as a writer in Atlanta today, you guys. Yes. I'm going to give my eyes a break and I'm just going to read it as it is. All right, let's hear it. I first want to say that I have been a hardcore Swifty for 10 years. I am 21 years old and my journey to becoming a Taylor Swift stan was not conventional. Back in grade school, I used to not like Taylor and tease the other girls that did like her. Being a boy that played multiple sports and trying to fit in at a new elementary school, the other kids would say how she's too girly. Toxic masculinity, am I right? It wasn't until Red when I started to get really into her music. Ever since that album, I have been a hardcore fan and then eventually Swifty. I like to think of my story like the story of Paul in the Bible. He was an enemy to any of Jesus's followers until he had his coming to Jesus moment. Coming to Taylor! (laughs) (laughs) He then became one of the most famous disciples in the Bible. I was able to see the light and have worn my love for Taylor Swift on my sleeve ever since. That brings me to my Swifty confession. My Swifty confession is that every March I do a Taylor Swift March Madness song tournament, just (laughs) like in March Madness for basketball. The tournament is set up so songs go head to head and see the different results. I do it with my friends and we fill out a bracket that I made on Excel. I'm not sure if this is more of a confession or flex, but it is so fun. And I usually determine the 64 songs by looking at Rolling Stones, Billboard, Vulture, and iTunes, so it is not biased. Typically, her strong songs are matched up against weaker ones and are seated higher. I can attach the spreadsheet to this email if you would like to fill it out for yourselves. You can either print it out or fill it out by hand, or you can download the PDF and fill it out digitally. Love the podcast as always. I kind of want to start a Taylor Swift podcast at my school, San Diego State, now LOL. Best, Michael. Aw, thanks, Michael. Wow, so we totally have to post this bracket, right? (laughs) No, we have to. Okay, I thought that, oh, I thought he was sending us his answers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, this is a blank bracket. All right, we're posting this. Yeah, we need need everyone's. Yeah, y'all join the Discord. We'll start like a specific, you know how there's, I think it's called channels. You have little hashtags. How we have one for episode discussion, one for merch. We'll have one for like brackets. Or Gamer Girl. Oh, this can be like a Gamer Girls for everyone. Yes, actually, right away after looking at these, so many of these are super hard. I'm scrolling down. It has like, well, the first one is, all too well versus mirror ball which i love Ooh. mirror ball but obviously all too well is going to win yeah most likely but like <laughs> dear john and everything has changed i can't judge a solo taylor with a taylor and ed sheeran mix i just can't 
So, Ali, let me ask you, I, I, because I think this will be important for anyone who wants to play with us. Should we rank this by our personal preference? Like, I like this song more than this oh. song. Or should we rank it like how Michael said that he does it, like by its like success? Or maybe it's mm. like dealer's choice. I think personal liking. Mm-hmm. Because if we do it by success, you know... Yeah, they might look similar. Yeah, on the right side, we have You Belong With Me versus London Boy. Obviously, You Belong With Me, way bigger hit. But Mm -hmm. which one do I listen to more? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be really fun to see everyone's personal picks. Yeah. Well, we could even do, me and you could do one each way and then see if our one that we think, you know. Yeah would be Taylor's choice or like popularity choice. We'll see how well it matches up or if it's like, yeah. So this is like a group, a group gamer girls. Yes. We've been trying to bring that back. Like they have lover versus don't blame me. And they have lover at the number two spot and don't blame me at number 15. But you know, I love don't blame me more than lover. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. So this gives us lots to think about. Thank you so much, Michael, for your, Swifty confession and we're so glad that you're comfortable with being a Swifty now shout out to destroying toxic masculinity yes shout out on to the next let's hear it so our next Swifty confession comes from Sophia take it away Sophia hello this is Sophia um I've actually submitted something before on this show um I submitted for the Evermore listener reaction and now I'm sitting in for my first ever Swifty confession. Uh first of all I'd like to say happy birthday, Ali. I hope it was super fun. Um I'm trying to gather my thoughts now, but I have two confessions. I think Lover is underrated. I think it's a really great pop album, especially um I mean, there's definitely songs, I think, that as, as fans of Taylor Swift, we've grown to love over time, such as Mrs. Americana, The Heartbreak Prince, and, and songs like that. But I think songs like I Think He Knows, Paper Rings, and Death by a Thousand Cuts, like those are just such hidden gems. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't know those songs because she didn't have a tour. And I feel like, well, that if there wasn't a pandemic and she was able to do Lover Fest, we would have gotten so many clips, you know, and videos and fan cams of the concert and just the concept of Love Fest. And we, as a fandom in total, as, a, as, uh, as you know, Taylor Swift fans, would have eaten that up and we would have loved it and everyone would have praised the album. And that's just my opinion. But I think that because we didn't get that chance to really see the album in full concert mode, that a lot of people do dismiss it because at first he didn't like that but if we did were able to see that concept a lot of people would be super support more like yeah i love this album um my second confession is i think that swifties moved way too fast from the fact that taylor swift and paul mccartney sat and had an interview together like i think people thought it was super fun with the 13 dice tweet that they had but i don't think they understand the significance like they're like okay so paul mccartney they, they see him as this old guy like that that their parents or grandparents like but you think about it Paul McCartney was part of the Beatles considered one of the greatest um, musical groups of all time that really changed how not only music was music was then but also just how music was recorded and how much time you spend in the studios and even tours and the concept of touring in stadiums 
introduced by them. But also, I think what Swifties don't realize is that Paul McCartney um, and the Beatles had a history of, you know, not owning the rights to their music. And even, it's a crazy story because even at one point, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson owned the rights to all of the Beatles music. It's a pretty crazy story and you can definitely find a bunch of YouTube videos about it. Beatle maniacs, Beatle fans have definitely covered the story well and brought up clips where um, Paul McCartney's mentioned this in interviews. So yeah, but also I think that it was really great because Paul McCartney's such a great songwriter, Taylor Swift is such a great songwriter too, and the fact that they got to talk together and have an interview where they discuss about songwriting is one of the most inspiring things I read. It's like after I read that, it's like I just suddenly wanted to write a bunch of songs and while I haven't written a lot of songs, it's definitely just something that I think about a lot and just kind of like that feeling it gave me of being like, yeah, I can write my own songs. And it was really cool to have that experience. And I think that, yeah, like I just think a lot of Taylor Swift fans didn't realize the significance of not only just he was Paul McCartney, who's famous in the music world, but also just like they probably had a lot of discussions behind the scenes that we did not see. These Swifty confessions have been so fire. So insightful. Like, Sophia, the way you just got me to use my brain. I know. That was amazing. Like, I... Like, let's let's start with Loverfest. Let's start with that. Okay, yes. True. I just feel like I went down, like, a whole rabbit hole, and now I, my mind is just bursting. Do you think that... Because, Cressy, I know that you... you, you Lover's not your favorite. Yeah. And I was thinking this, and I totally agree with her. I think, so it's not that I dislike Lover. Let me be very clear. It is among my top five of Taylor's albums. It is. Oh, okay. I will not disclose its slot because I'm not certain yet. Yeah. But it is among my top five. And I think the ones that are above it are there because I saw it live, you know? Yeah. Like just... I totally agree with her, and I've never thought about it in that way before. And it also reminded me that, Allie, you're supposed to go to that. I know! And now we have a podcast. (laughs) And now we have a podcast. So I guess in some ways it's good that Loverfest was canceled, but not really. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what, What song, if like in some magical world, or maybe you got like some weird wish where you could see like a parallel universe where Loverfest did happen and the pandemic didn't happen or it was stopped or whatever. And you got to see one performance from it. What song would you pick? Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yeah. Without any doubt. Yeah. Death by a Thousand Cuts. What about you? I'm thinking about it and I I think... Hmm... I think False God would be really good. Oh, and you know she would have a real saxophone. (laughs) Yeah, no. She wouldn't be playing it, but yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Well, and I always think about the fact that she sang False God on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. And that's like a big choice. You only get two songs on Saturday Night Live. So yeah, she did her Mm -hmm. Lover, which was the lead single. And then False God, and we never really got other performances of False God, of course, mm-hmm. because Loverfest was canceled. Imagine the tour video. I'm sorry. Now I'm upset. I want the- Actually, I take mine. I take mine back. I take okay. it back. I'm changing it. Okay. Because you're right. We have seen it already. 
True. And I, so I can, I can kind of imagine it. Mm-hmm. But imagine Cruel Summer in like the festival setting. True. When she screams, he looks up grinning like a devil. And you uh, scream that with like everyone else in the park. Yes. Yeah. That's that would, would be a good see. moment. Yeah. That would be a good moment. I also want to say, I, so I obviously loved Death by a Thousand Cuts, but I forgot that you existed. That's. Oh, that would be so fun. So fun. And like, for me, that song almost makes me feel as good as Shake It Off does. Mm-hmm. Like That would to- be a good opening or closer for the Yeah. Tour. I forgot that you existed. Oh, my God. Like, I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I love Lover so much, because I love how it opens with that song. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big Lover stan, to be honest. Like, I understand it's not, like, her most art, you know, I mean, it's obviously artistic, but, like, it's not folklore by any means or mm-hmm. reputation or... You know, because it is very bubblegum pop, but it's just fun to listen to. I love Lover. Like, I think it's so good. Yeah, and I think it's okay for us all to complain about Lover Fest being canceled until we die. I think that's perfectly valid. <sighs> I you wish know, like, they... imagine, yeah. like, being, like, linked in arms, like, swaying to the bridge of Lover. Oh, my God. I would fully be bawling. <laughs> that would be a good closer. Yeah, that would be a perfect closer. Yeah, because we were all swaying, and oh my god, it would be so emotional. Oh my god, and just the whole thing was different. So just to see what she would have done with Loverfest. Mm-hmm. What a bad year to plan a festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> woof. Woof. Like, I mean, concerts in general were canceled, but she had a whole festival. Yeah, we were going to camp out. Oh my god. I can't even think about it. Okay, let's um, move on to her second point about Paul McCartney. You know, as she was talking, I was like, yes, like no one really respected the fact that this was Paul McCartney and Taylor because I'm a big Beatles fan. So I, I was really excited when I saw that. But then I got mad at myself by the end of her confession because you know what I realized? I never read it. What? <laughs> I know. I never read it. What is wrong with me? Oh, I should have gotten a copy of it for your birthday, like a physical copy. No, because I literally, I am obsessed with the Beatles and I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Never read it. Okay, well, we know what you're doing after this episode. You're going to need to I know. Reading. So I have like a homework assignment. <laughs> I know. I really just haven't read magazines in a while. I don't really have a whole lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I don't yeah. either, unless it's a celebrity that I really like and I've seen excerpts from it. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. seems interesting. <laughs> like yeah. I had to like see a little bit of it first and be like, okay, I-, I guess I'll read it. Swifty confession. That's not a Swifty confession. I did subscribe to Vogue yesterday really? because I got an Instagram ad that was like, you can get a full year for $12.99 of like physical copies delivered to your house. And oh, I was fun. like, and it would start with a September issue. And I was like, okay. So maybe oh. I'm going to start. Maybe I'm going to be one of those girls who, like, reads magazines. I mean, but you spend more on a bowl at Chipotle than you do for a whole yeah. year of Vogue. Like, that I had is to investment. do it. Yeah. Economics, baby. That's, like, an extra piece of joy every month for you exactly. when it arrives in the mail. And when Taylor is on the cover, it's so hard to track those down, or at least it is where I am. Because yeah. I guess there aren't a lot of, like, big box bookstores around me. So it's really yeah. hard to find them. So... Maybe Taylor will be on it again soon and I can have it delivered to my house. 
I'm literally pulling up this article now. I'm like, surely, like, you had to pay for it, and that's why I didn't read it. And <laughs> no, no, it's, it's free. <laughs> it's on the internet. I need to read that immediately. And Sophia's comments just specifically about the Beatles and their history with their catalog really brought me back because I'm also a big Beatles fan. Like, I, I'm wearing a Beatles shirt right now. Allie can attest to it. Yes, it's a white, she is. white shirt. It's <laughs> one of my sleep shirts. My mom got it for me from a thrift store. Of course. Where else? (laughs) And it got me thinking just about how wild their history was. Like whenever I first got my iPod, and I feel like this is something a lot of people forget, the Beatles weren't on iTunes. Oh, I had no idea. What? Yeah, because of all this dispute over the ownership of like their back catalog of their masters, like they weren't on iTunes. And it was this huge thing when they finally got added. Like, imagine if Taylor was taken off of iTunes because of this whole deal with her masters. That would be oh insane. My God. People would wreak havoc. Oh, my God. And imagine if iTunes was even bigger when, like, the Beatles were at their peak popularity. Like, if iTunes existed back then. And oh, they yeah. were There would be riots in the streets. Because. Oh, absolutely. Sophia's right. Like. Like, we all know that the Beatles, they're big. They're bigger than big. They're the biggest that there will ever, that there will ever be and that there ever have been, basically. Right? I mean, they're like the gods. They have influenced everything. Even if you don't think they have, they have. Yeah. And Taylor just being considered a peer of Paul McCartney. Yeah. Of Paul McCartney. Like, that's so huge. Like, Taylor is obviously huge in her own right. But her being on the same level as an artist that has surpassed generations yeah, is so big. And yeah, I think we should have freaked out about that a little bit more. I should have freaked out about it a little bit more. And and I'm glad that she brought this up because it makes me appreciate it more. Yeah, I like honestly, both of the things that Sophia mentioned, like, like now feel like, why did we never think about this before? Yeah, like this should be like framed in our homes. <laughs> and it's literally called like wasn't it wasn't it like musicians on musicians? Yeah. I'm still upset. This is free. I cannot believe I didn't read this. But I I have to admit, I was not a Beatles fan until 2017. Okay, bold of you to admit. But, um <laughs> all right. A Beatles confession. <laughs> but I did have come together as my ringtone. So it was, it, I was bound to be a Beatles fan eventually. I just didn't pay enough attention to know. Just like I didn't know Shake It Off was off, uh, out and about for two <laughs> months before I realized. Yeah. Or how I didn't know Lord was coming out with her new album. Like, I listened to Lord. I love Lord. The only, the only musician that I really pay very close attention to is Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, this is what you have to do, Allie, because this is what I do. Because I like to know everything and I like to be in the loop. This is what I do to yes. stay as in the loop as i do and i think this is good advice okay let's hear it i go to the r slash pop heads subreddit on reddit okay pop heads pop heads they have a daily tea time thread okay so every day they have a post it's usually pinned at the top and it's called daily tea time thread and before i go to bed every night I scroll through the comments and sometimes they're like rumor has it like the song is dropping like before Lord was releasing things they're like people think that she's going to release her first single from solar power this Friday like things like that oh, wow. and it just keeps me in the loop 
especially with yeah. artists that I might not listen to. Like it makes me go, oh, maybe I should check out this album. But it's important mm-hmm. to stay educated because you want to make sure that the people you support, like you actually support them. Yeah, and I just really want to know because it's not like it's not the same as when we were in high school and watching like live TV. Yeah, that's another thing that I think closes me off is because like all of my content is streamed now. Yeah, there's no radio. Yeah, like I yeah, because if I'm in the car, I'm listening to a podcast or Spotify. If I'm at home, I'm watching Netflix or Hulu. Where am I supposed to get news on like new albums coming or things like that? Unless I'm like actively searching that exactly so i highly recommend it it's my nighttime read i catch up on all the tea the drama the new uh releases coming out so if you have a hard time keeping up with things going on in pop culture i recommend the daily tea time thread and this has been (laughs) crusty soapbox i mean also, I'm, like, staring at this picture of Taylor Swift and Paul McCartney right now on the Rolling Stones article <laughs> that I never read. So we have a couple more confessions left. Allie, would you like to take away the next one? Yes, please. This one came with a follow-up. So our next confession comes from Taylor Beth. Hello, ladies. My name is Taylor Beth, and I also live in Charleston, South Carolina. Aw, shout out. So my Swifty confession actually happened yesterday. I saw Taylor's post about Wildest Dreams TV. And immediately texted my designated Swifty friend. Her name is Celia. We all have that designated Swifty friend. <laughs> um, my text read, holy shit. Why would she do this when she's releasing Red in November? What the F? Well, it turns out I had just added the contact of someone I was training for my job. And her name is Cecilia. Very close <laughs> to Celia. I sent that text to the wrong Celia. Yep. I sent it to a brand new employee who hasn't even met me yet. Not only was it the wrong person, but it was someone I'm supposed to be training and managing next week. Major facepalm moment. Here are picks for proof. P.S. Love the podcast. Thanks for working so hard to keep bringing us Taylor content. Aw. And I'm opening up. Yep. She has a screenshot (laughs) proof. That's so funny. But haven't we all been there? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's just Taylor related, but it would be funny if it was like someone who... Is like you know, there's some like very anti-Taylor people. Yeah, I would love. Might... We need to get Cecilia on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Cecilia, we... make a statement. Yeah, we need to see like because if you said this to the wrong person, who would so not be excited about a Taylor Swift thing? <laughs> like then that's very detrimental. Well, you, you gotta to... you gotta read the follow up, Ali. The second oh the follow up email yes okay, she sent us one more email. Continuing. Oh, <laughs> Taylor Best's second email says, update. She still hasn't responded. <laughs> I mean, at least, like, Taylor's the boss in the situation. Yeah. Or not the boss, but, like, the person training, not the trainee. <laughs> like, it'd be worse if you were sending it to, like, your new, like, coordinator. Yeah, the other way around, you would have to just quit. <laughs> yeah, like, you would just, you would have to find a new job. Sorry, yeah. Taylor Best. <laughs> i think that's funny that's amazing Aww. thank you so much taylor beth for sending that in that's a good laugh yeah. i'm happy that it happened like she said yesterday so she was like oh i just got a swift <laughs> they love it yes all right next one all right so this one is from liz liz writes hey i'm liz 
My Swifty Confession is that This Is Me Trying is, in my opinion, clearly the best song on folklore. Okay. All right. The lyricism, the message, and the relatability. Four question marks. On point. (laughs) It's my most listened to Taylor song ever, and I literally have a playlist of just This Is Me Trying. It's on there 10 Uh times, and I literally (laughs) listen to it all the way through. I will never, ever get tired of this song, and I feel like it's one of her most underrated songs to date. Justice for This Is Me Trying. (laughs) Also, next confession slash question. I've messaged her on multiple different platforms, as one does. Yes, (laughs) correct. And on Snapchat specifically, and it says that she opened it. IDK, my friend, is a huge Ariana Grande stan and was freaking out when Ariana supposedly opened her snap. But I always kind of figured that they just had people doing it for them. I didn't say that to her because she was so excited, but I was just wondering if anyone knew anything about that because I know all the extensive research you guys do for the pod and wanted to know if you'd ever heard anything about it. I think I'd actually die if I found out Taylor herself opened it and potentially read what I said, but I'm just kind of, but I'm just kind of skeptical. Thank you so much. I love the podcast and I've listened to every episode. Liz Hart. Okay, Liz. Aww. Thank you so much for your switchy confession, and I do have an answer to your question. Okay, let's hear it. It's not going to be the answer you like. Oh. So with uh, public Snapchats, like by celebrities, after a certain amount of days, all of their unopened ones show as red. Oh. I think Aww. it's a data storage thing because they get like probably yeah. thousands a day, and Snapchat yeah. probably can't store them all, so they probably have yeah. to erase them after some time since the artist isn't opening them you know yeah and that's why it says they're opened but yeah i've seen this a a couple times actually on twitter so that's how i know about it but still i love your opinion of this is me trying Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't heard anyone love like being obsessed with that song you know so i like the respect actually this is um my boyfriend sam this is me trying and Mirrorball are his two top favorite Taylor songs. Okay. So, I, I, it's kind of interesting. You have the same t- favorite Taylor song as my boyfriend. so I can kind of see that. Um, also, to bring this back to the tolerated dog from Peter Pan, <laughs> I feel like this is me trying also works. <laughs> <laughs> this is me trying. <laughs> I feel oh like it gosh. totally works. Um... Allie, is there a Taylor Swift song that you can like listen to 10, 15 times in a row? Um, I, oh gosh. Um, let me think. Death by a Thousand Cuts live from Paris. Yeah. Love it. Classic. It's not that like, I don't like the one on the album, but just the acoustic version of that song. Like I could just listen to over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. That might be my only one. I did listen to Happiness on Evermore mm-hmm. a lot of times because I'm obsessed with that bridge, even though it's like a very yeah. like simple one. Like I I had to listen to all of Happiness over and over and over again mm-hmm. just to get the bridge each time. And I had to have it build. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just what about you? Um, with most recently, it would be Wildest Dreams, Taylor's version. Oh, yeah definitely can listen to that so over you know and over how again. on spotify whenever you play a new song and it's not on a playlist or anything it yeah. just like repeats it oh yeah <laughs> so i did that and i did it 
realize it. And oh like an hour had gone by and I had only been listening to Wildest Dreams over and over. So now this is definitely going to be in my Spotify wrapped because yeah. I've listened to it. So, and I've done that again since then. Like I didn't learn my lesson because it's so good. And it just like flows so easily from beginning yeah. to end. Like you can play it and repeat and without really noticing it. I love it. But yeah, that's mine. Also, uh, when Cardigan first came out, that was when I could play oh, on yeah. repeat. I still listen to that on repeat sometimes. Another repeat for one for me is Mr. Perfectly Fine. Uh, ah, yeah. I love the beginning where it goes dun dun dun. Yeah, like the beginning of it. That was stuck in my head yesterday. That's so funny that you bring that up. It was stuck in my head. Yeah. Oh, and tell me why. I love tell me why. I don't know. It's it depends on like the day, the mood, you know, season. But but we all have our. This is me trying. Which is so yeah. special. Yeah. I think that's fun. And thank you again, Liz, for your social yeah. confession. And thanks for listening to the pod. Yeah. Okay. So that wraps up our Swifty confession. Thank you all so much for submitting Swifty confessions. These were all so fun. Uh, dare I say there were zero flops? No. All zero flops. Great. Oh, my God. You, y'all brought the heat this year. I love it. Like, these were very, like, thoroughly entertaining. You made Cressy and I's job easy. It was <laughs> introspective. It was entertaining. It, Enlightening. It was the moment. <laughs> it was the moment. We. It was exactly what we needed. And, you know, it's what Taylor would have wanted. Yes, you know, this is what she is. wants. She wants us to be connected by her music and to have these conversations. And I think that's so special that it's kind of bringing us all together. It's like we're all besties around a fire. Just chatting. I actually realized there's two things we needed to discuss before going into our nightmares and daydreams, but we're going to okay. do it very briefly. The first, Taylor on TikTok. What do you think? I love it. I'm happy she's there. I'm having so much fun. I am happy to see how active she is on there, too. It's so fun to kind of see yeah. her replace what Tumblr used to be for her. She True. used to be very active on Tumblr with her fans and we're seeing that again on tiktok and i love it she seems like she's having a ton of fun do you think she's editing them herself hmm i don't know because some of them seem like it but then some of them are so like specific like the one where the glitch the wildest dreams one. yeah yeah maybe she does them herself but sometimes she gets help from her team because, like, I think the ones of yeah. just her cats, like, she can do on her own, you know? like Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone on her team is like, oh, you know what would be a good TikTok? Your cat standing up. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. no one else is thinking of that other yeah. than Taylor. It feels like a very, like, inside Taylor's home type of joke. And I really... I, there were a lot of TikToks about this on BookTok, if you guys are familiar with the uh, yes. part of the app. There were a lot of people talking... About the books in the background of her videos and being like, Taylor, tell us what you're reading. And I think if we keep asking her, she might show us her books. (laughs) Oh, I would love to know what she's reading. I feel like it's something like, it's definitely like, I feel like it's stuff that's going to be up your alley as like an English major. Yeah. It's going to be like old timey things. Like, I don't think she's reading like Reese Witherspoon book club. (laughs) She might be though. She might be. I mean, everyone needs a good like book like be treat yeah yeah all right the second thing that we need to talk about briefly before going into our nightmares and daydreams 
what is your opinion of the Sean Mendez lie detector test where he calls Joe Alwyn or says that Joe Alwyn looks villainous? I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he honestly played a villain in the Harriet Tubman. Why can't I say that? He played a villain in the Harriet Tubman movie. He's played a villain many times and very well. Yeah, even in The Favorite, he's, you know, kind of villainous. Yeah. I can see it. I I also watched The Favorite recently, so now I understand. The Favorite is, what were your thoughts on The Favorite? Speaking of our nightmares and daydreams. It was I don't like, even know if I mentioned that. I don't know. It was very, like, pretty. It was pretty to look at. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I was entertained the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I, I wish it had a B-plot. Okay, you know, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit more. But, it, I mean, it was good. It, was, it wasn't too long. It was well acted, beautifully shot, excellent costumes, funny. Yeah. yeah. A you good know, I just love a period piece. Yeah. I love a good yeah, period piece. Yeah, like Game piece. of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what What is your opinion on it? I I mean, I think – so I I sometimes watch the E! News rundown or whatever, and she was talking about it. And you don't always see Taylor Swift on, like, the mainstream things like that. You know, like, she covers stuff about, like, TikTok and shit like that. You know? So when they brought up, like – when they said Joe Alwyn's name, I was like, yeah. oh, you don't hear him in the E! News <laughs> In the wild? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, other people know who that is. Yeah. Um, And c- because she was, like, talking about it being a big deal. And I feel like, at least on the, like – accounts that i follow on instagram a lot of people are talking about it like they're like this is the most iconic lie detector test moment since something else happened mm-hmm. way back when you know and i'm like really like this many people care that sean mendez and he starts out by saying he looks like a nice guy and then it's lying and then he's like <laughs> oh i guess he does look villainous and it's like oh you're telling the truth and it's like why is that the story <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's because I think the most surprising thing about it for me is just that Sean Mendez has never met Joe Alwyn. But I mean, even that's not that surprising. It's not like Sean Mendez and Taylor are besties. Like they're, yeah. you know, they're technically like kind of work colleagues. Yeah. Work friends, you know. So I don't know. But should we go into our nightmares and daydreams? Yes. Ali, what is your daydream? My daydream right now because the finale just came out i watched it right before recording this episode i forced myself to watch this yeah (laughs) so you could carefully vet your daydream (laughs) you gotta vet them i know um nine perfect strangers it's a hulu original it stars nicole kidman um and melissa mccarthy and you know several other people but those are the two big names um I love everything that Nicole Kidman does these days, like Big Little Lies, um, The Undoing, Nine Perfect Strangers. Like, I I think I'm a Nicole Kidman stan. Yeah. Like, I love her. I think I have a crush on her. Really? She's just amazing. Yeah. I, I, I really... she's fascinating. Because I... Well, and I love that she's married to Keith Urban. Yeah, like, me Because I too. feel like they don't... Because he's, like, so grungy and, like, a rock star, and then she seems so, like, proper and put mm-hmm. together. I just really love everything that they do. And the show itself, I don't know. We can't do any spoilers, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very, like, trippy and artsy. It's kind of a weird show, but I like I like when shows bring something a little different than you've seen before, you know? Yeah, definitely super unique, and she did a great job at her role. Yeah, and I sobbed through the whole finale. Yeah. I know you didn't like the ending. I didn't. I just didn't love it, but I, I do agree. It was... 
very like beautifully shot like how they portrayed like tripping like this isn't a spoiler like they're on drugs you know yeah they're taking they're drugs. On drugs yes and you it's, can tell that from the intro yeah <laughs> and it was really cool how they shot that as a person who yeah. does not do drugs you know yeah it, yeah. it helped me like put myself in a place that i have never been you know so i really yeah. like the way they did it yeah it it kind of was funny to me because i feel like nicole kidman's character masha was kind of playing like a gwyneth paltrow type because gwyneth yeah. paltrow did like what is it isn't it called like goop, goop. or something yeah and it's still a thing I'm pretty yeah and i'm pretty sure like they went to some retreat gwyneth paltrow i mean and like did drugs and it was like a safe environment to do drugs so to me i was like is this like about gwyneth paltrow <laughs> but <laughs> um but what is your daydream my daydream is also a hulu show it's okay. only murders in the building yes it's I love this so one. good selena is killing it I yes. also love Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's yes. I it's one of the first shows in a really long time that when I watch it, like as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is one of like the best things I've ever seen. Like this is so oh, yeah. well it's so well written. It's like Oh yes. I it's it's perfect. It's perfect television. Yeah. And it's been so long in my opinion, that I've seen, like, truly, like, perfect, like, like from a technical yeah. standpoint, like, from a writing standpoint, television. Like, the last time I was watching something and I was like, okay, this is perfect, it was season one of The Good Place. Okay. With just, like, how, how tight it was and how perfect yeah. the writing is. I'm seeing that again in nine – I almost said nine perfect strangers. Yeah. I'm seeing that again in Only Murders in the Building, and it's just like, ah, I'm just, like, soaking it all in. I love it. Like, I'm just – completely oh, yeah. geeking out and nerding over it and there's a podcast that's like recapping it with the writers of each week's show and they talk about oh, like the behind fun. the scenes stuff and it's been really fun to listen to that after each episode and hear them break down like the little things that happened like behind the scenes it's just I been so listen. fun yeah i'll send you the link i'll put the link in the show notes i think it's just called yeah. only murders in the building i think it's the same name as the the tv show but and of it's course been so they- fun of course, they had to do a podcast about a show doing a yeah, podcast. Yeah. So that's kind of perfect. It's just yeah, like, no. it's like a nice warm blanket on a fall day. I'm just eating. Yeah. It's like Gilmore Girls to me. You know, like Gilmore Girls is yeah. like a warm cup of apple cider, like on a crisp yeah. October afternoon. And this is giving me that same comforting, yeah. like, ah, I love it so much vibe. So that's why I had yeah. to daydream it. And I know you love it too. So we had to chat. And the colors are, like, very... Yes. The colors are very, like, retro. And the intro? Oh, yeah. It's just... It, it definitely... It... it Like, I completely agree. It's, like, a autumn show. It's, like... It yeah. is perfect for autumn. Also, Swifties, you might like this show. And every intro for every episode, there's, like, a new Easter egg that they add to it. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, because they have the little characters in mm-hmm. the window. It's, like, slightly different every time. Oh so you God. have to watch okay. that for extra details. Like one of them, there's all three of them are standing, but there's only two spotlights on them. You know, it's like little things like that. Oh. So it's really fun. Just like the little Easter eggs that are in the show. I love it. Yeah. And Selena looks amazing. Like her clothes, her everything in that show. Oh my gosh. I need that orange fuzzy coat. <laughs> I know. And I it made me want to buy a pair of red beads. Yes. She wears like red beads at the beginning of the first her episode. Influence. I know she looks fucking amazing. This is honestly. honestly an iconic role for her, and I'm so happy for her and that she is getting back into acting because I think she's so talented. So I'm happy. Yeah. What is too. your nightmare? 
Well, this one's going to really hit close to home for some people. But my nightmare this week are the stupid Taylor Swift accounts online that make fake Taylor announcements. Yeah, they can rot in hell. (laughs) They can rot in hell. Like, why are you benefiting from this? So basically this morning, (laughs) I got fooled because I even get, like, sometimes the fake ones even show up on my, like, suggested Twitter. Because I don't Mm -hmm. don't get on Twitter very often. But if I see a suggested Twitter because I have Taylor Swift notifications on, I'm going to click it well... This morning, a little suggestion came up. I clicked it, and it was a Good Morning America announcement. Taylor was going to come on the show and, you know, announce something new. I sent this to our Discord. I sent it to Cressy. I had everyone (laughs) excited for a moment. And then someone was like, wait, no, that's fake. It doesn't have the check mark." And then slowly my dream is, like, deteriorating. I was thinking we were about to get 1989 Taylor's version. Like, I was, I was like, Oh, I'm not even going to say it. I was about to say trilogy, but no, I can't say that <laughs> This anymore. is a safe space. This is Swifty Confessions. It's a Swifty Confession. Did the trilogy cross my mind still? Yes. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we were oh, all no, excited. And why do people have to do that? Why do people have to hurt other people? Like, who? And then it's going to be like, boy who cries wolf. Why? Are you taking the joy out of Taylor announcements for me? Yeah, it's not like, funny. You know, Unless it's April 1st and it's hilarious. <laughs> I literally told Cressy, oh, we're going to have to do an emergency episode tomorrow. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is going to mess up our order. Like, Swifty Confessions is supposed to be episode 50. This might be 51. I know. I. The it was giving us real tweet, stress, this tweet. Yeah. I was like, well, Taylor wrecked our plans. Our, you know, our listeners are used to this. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, like we even thought, do we have to extend the deadline again yeah. for the thousandth time? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's my nightmare. Fuck y'all. Not you <laughs> person listening. I mean the accounts. Yeah. Those accounts in general, you suck. Yeah. Like, oh, why? Why? I'm going to trick them. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to trick that. We should tell them that Taylor Swift is going to be on the podcast and then they'll listen to us, get us that download (laughs) and then we trick them. Yes. And then you all are in on it too. Yeah. (laughs) We could piss off some, uh, some normal, nice bystanders. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. If you guys have any ideas of how we trick those fake accounts back, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what is your nightmare? My nightmare is that it was announced yesterday. We are recording Mm -hmm. this on the 23rd of September. Uh, Yesterday, it was announced that Kim Kardashian will be hosting SNL in October. And I just want to know why. (laughs) What is she promoting? Like, SNL is for people who have movies, albums, things, projects coming out. What does she have? Well, there is um there is a theory that something's coming because of her outfit at the Met Gala. Like she wore the all black outfit and then there was some other I don't obviously keep up that much, but there was like something else about, you know, like Kanye having an all black image on his account or So the cover the cover of Donda is solid black. Oh yeah. Duh. So then yeah. It yeah, it had it's stuff like but yeah, that, but that would be Kanye, that. though. Why would Kim go on to host? And she's not like the musical guest, you know? Well, it's like people think something else is coming, like mm. not Donda. Like they think it's, you know, because if that was just for Donda, I feel like everyone would be like, oh, Kim was just in all black, just all yeah. because of Donda. It was like one TikTok theory that I saw, but um, 
you know, did Taylor Swift influence Kim Kardashian to start doing Easter eggs? Because she's not allowed. No. She's not allowed to take tips from Taylor Swift. I... I'm also disappointed because Halsey is the musical guest for that episode. Oh, so yeah. I normally would be excited to watch that. And I and I have no interest in like seeing Kim do skits, do improv. I have no interest in this. Yeah. So I'm disappointed. I watch Saturday Night Live. Like Sam and I will sit down on the couch and watch Saturday Night Live and a lot of times we like critique the skits. So I yeah. I actually don't really like mind Kim being on it because it's like an episode I can do a lot of critiques yeah you know? I mean I like, guess but that's still that's an hour and of your an hour and a half of your life wasted true I don't know I just like watching what the, seeing what they do because they'll like mold their skits obviously to whoever's hosting mm-hmm. like when JLo was on all of the like almost all of the skits were like around her like beauty you know mm-hmm. like are they gonna do a similar thing for Kim Kardashian you know now it's like be a little more you know I do have a prediction that I don't love it what? could end up being like really iconic in like a weird ironic camp way. Yeah. It could end well, up being amazing. But I'm not happy honestly, about it. <laughs> I'm kind of happy about it. I'm kind of like it's not like I'm jumping for joy. The best ones are when Woody Harrelson comes on. Those are my yeah. favorite. But um so it's not like one of those or like a Will Ferrell one, but I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how Kim does. Also, you know what I'd love to see on Oh, it? go ahead. Sorry. Chloe. Chloe would be fun. Oh, on SNL. I guess. Would she, she debut would a, little... a new look? A new Maybe. face? It's possible. Um, also, fun fact, this is Halsey's fourth time on SNL. Oh, really? Yeah, she's okay. been on a lot. What do you think of Halsey's new album? I like it. I um I admittedly have not finished it. Oh, really? I've it's really long. Okay, it's really long. Yeah, it is I think I've long. gotten like three fourths into it, and then whenever I go back to it, I start it from the beginning, which is yeah. on me, because that's yeah. how I like to listen to albums. I like to start from the beginning, and I think that's why, mm-hmm. like the one and Cardigan and the last grade, yes. I think that's gonna be like top three on my Spotify Wrapped because of how many times I just start folklore from the top. You know, is Willow gonna be one of your top songs? No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but um, from what I've heard, yes. What about you? I, I really like it. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, a singular song because I've been listening. That one is, like, Halsey's album is pretty artistic. So there's mm-hmm. certain albums that I will put on shuffle, but then there are certain albums that I like to l- listen to, at least the first few times from start to finish, mm-hmm. how it was intended. Um, and I, I really like it. Like, there's some songs that are, like, very, like, rocky, you know, that I could do less of but i think in the collection of the whole album i like them you Mm -hmm. know um but there are some songs that i really love like i was jamming out to it the other day i have to listen to it again it's like because i can't really listen to it while i work because i like listening to the words to that Mm -hmm. one because i feel like she really tried hard to like be thematic and like you know have you know different themes obviously that means thematic but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i try to actually like hardcore analyze her songs so this is like the first Halsey album that I've really paid attention to, I guess I'll say. Yeah. You know, I so. really liked her last one. So it's been exciting to watch mm-hmm. her grow from this girl on Tumblr who wrote an anti Haler song and now has like a happy family and is making music. So she wrote an anti Haler song. Wow. Now I really know you didn't listen to the last episode. 
Oh, I haven't yet. <laughs> do you do you know what I've been up to? <laughs> Allie has been traveling the United States. She has been around the world. I have been to Texas and back, then Maryland and back. I have not listened to anything. Yeah. This is like you should have seen me getting ready for this podcast episode. I had no idea where my mic stand was, but that's honestly like status quo. But I, in that moment, I was like, why do I travel so much? Why do I not know where these things are? <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> plugging episode 49. If you want to hear me and MK talk about Halsey's anti-Haler song. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll catch up there. <laughs> Just like everyone else. Will. Yeah. All right. But I think that wraps up our um, episode. Yeah, this has been so fun. And thank you again to everyone who listens, to everyone who submitted. It's been so fun to do this again. And I'm excited for round three. I know. I mean, because like, I mean, our first Swifty Confessions was good. But this one, like y'all brought the heat. Yeah, I'm impressed. I like these. No, this was like a feel good episode. Yeah, I liked it. Me too. Well, you can follow us at GFA Weekend on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Reddit at r slash good for a weekend. And most importantly, you can find us on TikTok at good for a weekend podcast. Speaking of TikTok, speaking of myself, speaking <laughs> of comedy, I will be performing at the Laughing Skull again on November 9th for Atlanta GFA listeners who want to come. Tickets are yes. 15 bucks online. And she absolutely killed her first show. You should go watch her YouTube video if you haven't already. We should link that. Put that in the show notes. It's also on my TikTok, on my Twitter, and on my Instagram. I posted it everywhere. (laughs) So if you just know how to spell my first name, you can find it. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Do you want to spell it real quick? K-R-E-S-S-I-E. And all of my handles are Cressy K. So, I mean, y'all can find it if you really want to see it. But Yeah. yeah, November 9th, Laughing School Lounge. Um, it's attached to the Vortex in Midtown. You guys should come. Yes. They do sell out, so buy your tickets. I will be there. Well, I hope so, as long as I'm not moving. But maybe I'll just, <laughs> just swing by. I'll swing by. Quick flight. <laughs> we'll see. I'll I record no it. Where my life. I don't know where I'm going to be like tomorrow. So Yeah, we're taking it day by day. We're taking it day That's by day. That's the G-Fall way. Yes. Well... Anything else? If you can leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. If you send it to us, we'll follow you. We love you. Yeah. We love being connected with people who listen. Um, y'all give us great ideas. So yeah, join the Discord. We're gonna post the bracket on there so we can all do it together. Oh, and our website gfaweekend.com. If you want to see sources or info about other episodes, blah 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 blah. All right, I think that's it. Bye, guys.